From Santa Barbara, California, the Timeless Voyager series, where the knowledge is timeless and you are the Voyager. Interviews with leading-edge authors and speakers, psychic phenomena and the unexplained, UFOs, extraterrestrial encounters, government cover-ups, alternative health care, new technologies. Fasten your cosmic seatbelts and join me, your host, Bruce Stephen Holmes, the Timeless Voyager. Hello, everyone. Bruce Stephen Holmes for Timeless Voyager. My guest today, Joshua Lewis. Now, in 2012, his intuitive nature drove him to seek the truth regarding paranormal occurrences and the existence of an afterlife. What he got was much more than what he bargained for, because Josh would come to understand his life purpose in a profound way. As his intuitive abilities developed, he discovered that he was able to communicate with souls on the other side. Now, with these newfound skills, he dedicated his time to helping stuck spirits and people searching for closure. Josh has spent years training with various teachers and conducting thousands of readings using a wide array of technological devices coupled with his intuitive abilities. He has successfully reconnected many people with their deceased loved ones. In addition to his work and research in the afterlife, Josh is an author, Finding Hope in the Afterlife, a devoted father, the owner of a successful business, and a filmmaker. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Bruce. It's an honor. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. I got to say really quickly. Sure. I love those frames, and I just ordered those exact frames for myself, those glasses that you have. Oh, really? Yes. I just, (laughs) I think they're great, and I just ordered them, and I'm excited to get them. So I'm looking at them on your face, and I'm like, they look good. They look really good. Cool. Yeah. It's funny. I was thinking of changing them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm no, going no. for him. Yeah, hey, you know, that's how, that's how the whole thing works. Yeah. Um, reminds me of that story of the guy, the two guys are walking down the street. One has an umbrella that's up, and the other has an umbrella that's down. As they pass, the one puts the umbrella that's up down, and the other one puts the other right. umbrella right. up. So uh, that's that's the story of life. That's funny. Tell me a little bit about uh, your background. Of course, I did a little bio, but I think people would be interested in that. Yeah, I mean, I, I came from the tri-state area. Um, Connecticut is, is where I was born. Um, I, I'm uh, full-blooded Sicilian. Um, I grew up in a very good, you know, middle-class home. Um, but, you know, I was a very sensitive kid and, and uh, you know, I was bullied at times and things like that. And so it really kind of set me on a, on a crazy trajectory um, where I felt like I had to prove myself amongst my peers and kind of overshot the mark and, uh, um, you know, really got myself into a lot of trouble. Um, by age 18, 19 years old, I had, uh, I was addicted to drugs and alcohol. I had, I had been arrested for some petty, petty crimes and things like that. And, um, you know, I was going nowhere fast and, and, and the bottom was approaching. And, uh, when the bottom hit, 
Um, I had nowhere else to go in a sense, but, but up. Um, I, I just had um, committed a crime. Um, I was pretty much just had nowhere else to go. And I, I, I was involved with a drug deal and um, ended up shooting a drug dealer uh, six times and um, in a deal gone bad. And, um, and some other things happened after that. And it sent me to prison for a couple, a little over a couple of years. It could have been a lot longer, but it was, it was that period that I was kind of taken out of society and put in time out. And it was that time that I found um, a spirituality that, um, you know, they always say, you know, you find religion, you know, guys find religion in the can, you know, but uh, I, I found a, a, a connection with my higher power because I was in, um, you know, the gulag, I was in, I was in the Huskow, I was in a, I was in a terrible place that, you know, all, all I could do was really tap into that spirituality. And when I got out, I had nothing. I had no place to live, no job, no, no, nothing. I just start from, start from scratch. And, and, um, so, you know, I was, I was fortunate enough to find the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous mm-hmm. recovery, which is, you know, those 12 steps that helped me and has helped you know, millions of people in the world now. Yeah. And of um, course I know it's called the big book. So obviously right. <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there you go. Friend of bill, you know, and so uh, it's been 18 years now for me that I, I haven't had a drink or drug. Um, and, um, but I didn't realize how important those 12 steps would be because those 12 steps um, helped me understand more of what I do today in, in afterlife research, in, in spirit communication, um, after making some money, um, in a, in a couple businesses that I started after um, getting out, um, I was in a position where I didn't have to kind of work full time. And so I kind of semi-retired in a sense and started working at, um, you know, looking at what was on the other side. And, and, and so, you know, 10 years later, here I am now as, as one of the um, leading figures, I would say in ITC instrumental transcommunication. Um, So, you know, but it was the 12 steps that really helped me understand not only just how to work with the living, but also how to work with um, the dead, with the other side. And, and so that's a really big thing. Yeah. Interesting background. <laughs> we have a lot in common, so that's that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and I'm also from I'm from New Jersey, actually. Oh, okay, cool. I, I came out here in California when I was uh, uh, touring on the road with with a couple of bands and things. Um, so we th- the way that I met you was through uh, Ellie, mm-hmm. Ellie Molina, uh, fine fine psychic, mm-hmm. and. Um, I was thinking to myself, this is this this guy sounds really interesting. So I went up um, on the sites, and then I was, uh, as I told you, I, I had this background in electronic voice phenomena. Right. Went back to the earlier timeless Voyager days, <clears throat> back in um, the uh, well, 1990 to be exact. So when I when I was uh, looking at your stuff, and we're going to talk a lot about that, and we're going to show clips from your uh, TikTok um, views, Mm -hmm. um, and you have an app. We're going to talk about the app. 
Right. And we'll talk about the book, right. um, Finding Hope. So where would you like to start? Well, I mean, I think that um, what I do is a little bit different than what, um, you know, typical paranormal ghost hunters do and things like that. So I wouldn't put myself in that boat. And, and you know, I'm an intuitive, so I am a practicing um you know, trained psychic medium. So I've done over close to 3000 paid readings up to this point, um, without equipment, you know, just me and my intuitive ability. Um, but you know, it's interesting because when psychics or mediums find me and they see what I'm using with the boxes and all the equipment, they're kind of like, well, I don't know about that stuff. I don't, I don't use that kind of stuff, you know? And then when you, then paranormal people, that are ghost hunters and things, they find me and they're seeing me doing the intuitive stuff. You know, they're like, well, I mean, you know, we're ghost hunters. So it's like, kind of like I'm in this, I don't know, I want to say category, but you know, I'm doing ITC instrumental transcommunication. Like you read in the bio, I'm marrying my, I'm coupling, however you want to say it, my intuitive ability with the technology and so I'm, I'm receiving information intuitively, um, and I'm picking up things. I'm getting details and facts, and then I'm using the equipment, um, the advanced equipment, to validate and, and verify what it is I'm getting. So together, uh, it's a great combination. And what I'm getting is, you know, when someone new finds me or finds my work, um, I, I say this sometimes, you know, people have either two responses. Um, the first response is either, holy cow, this is amazing. This is mind blowing. Um, or holy cow, this guy's a fake. This is insane. This is nuts. You know, so I get it. You know, I, I, I you know, I get it. Um, but I assure everybody that everything I do is 100 percent real. Um, I try to show complete transparency. Um, I, I, I've worked with institutes. I've, <clears throat> excuse me, hold on. <clears throat> I have validated my work with a number of other professionals. Um, facts and details have come out in cases uh, prior to authorities releasing those details. So it's impossible for anyone to know these things prior. So there's a lot of great stuff that's coming out of this work. Um, and I'm not just reaching, you know, um, unknown people, people that are loved ones of clients or whatever. I'm reaching out to well-known people. And I can't say 100% that I know for a fact that it's exactly who it is I'm reaching. But I will say that um, because of what's coming through and because of what I'm picking up and seeing and feeling, um, I firmly believe that it is the actual person that I'm reaching um, you know, anyone that says, well, I know for a fact it's them. Eh, you can't really say that because, you know, unless the person comes through with their driver's license and gives it to you, you know, you really can't, you know, on the other side, you know, they can't, you know, you really can't validate that. But when they give you specific facts about their life that only they knew, or they say things in a way that only they would say, um, those are validating, you know, those are things that are, you know, you know points that are being validated, um, ways that it's being validated. So it's really remarkable, the work I'm doing. And I hope to continue to bring more and more awareness to it. Um, I think that 
Um, it, it, it's not just about helping the other side, because I do believe we can help the other side, not just by um, praying for them and envisioning light, but just by talking. Sometimes just by talking, um, you know, is very helpful to someone on the other side that would like to, you know, convey some kind of message or something. But it's also extremely helpful to the living. And I say that because, um, you know, we are seeing what's going on on the other side. We see that people that are living spiritual lives, full lives, um, trusting in a higher power. It's not about religion, um, but it's about understanding there is a higher power and you're not it. Um, and connecting with that higher power. We're seeing how those people on the other side are happy. They feel good. They have received some kind of light or feel the light. They feel they've had an experience with the higher power, God, uh, Jesus, Krishna, Buddha, Allah. But we're also seeing how people that die in traumatic deaths, um, murder, or sometimes um, overdoses and things of that nature, um, people that died that didn't necessarily live a very spiritual life or maybe a good life because they kind of did what they wanted to do. Those people are expressing that there's still an unfinished business on the other side that they're feeling. Um, they're, they're not ascending to the highest point yet. And so they're expressing that, um, they're okay, but they're still kind of working on stuff and, you know, Um, So it's showing people, hey, don't wait until you're deceased on the other side to start becoming spiritual. Find that place now. Start that journey now, um, because that's really the only journey that's worth it here. It's okay to have a car and a job and a family and make money, you know, and, and, and be successful, have goals, materials. I mean, we all like our houses and things of that nature makes us makes our life comfortable. But, you know, the people with the fat bank accounts, I mean, you know, you're not going to be able to take that with you to the other side. Um, Those things are not transferable. You know what I'm saying? Um, But we can make deposits into our spiritual bank account so that when we get to the other side, our our bank account, our spiritual bank account is fat. Um, It's loaded, you know, because we we put in the work here. So that's kind of the goal of what I'm doing, you know, really everything that I do and show on the channel, TikTok, the book, the app, all of the things I do is ultimately to help you reach or strengthen your connection with a higher power. Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about the book. Okay, finding hope in the afterlife. Um, I was, you know, I was <clears throat> in 2020 during the pandemic. I was kind of. Uh, you know, we're all home and, and we all don't know what to do with ourselves and stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm working at the channel and just posting things on my YouTube channel. And, um, but I felt that there was more, I needed to do more. And so I kept praying and asking my higher power, asking God, what do I need to do here? Um, I, I don't feel as fulfilled with this channel, even though it's a very special thing that I'm doing. Um, I feel like I need to be doing more. And so I got this message from God, I feel like, and it was to write a book, create an app, and start holding live events. Those were the three things that I kind of felt that I, so I started working on the book. um, And boy, what an undertaking that was. And um, this was not some thin little pamphlet that I was going to write. This was going to be a very thick 
um, book about not only my story, but also about all the research. And, and if it was just my idea, the book would have come out a lot different. But because I felt this in, immense divine inspiration and guidance while writing the book, um, I feel it came out a lot greater than I would have made it. And, I, and I, I can't take credit for it, even though it's my book, my name on the book. I get it. I give a lot of credit to my spirit guides, um, to my guru, Paramahansa Yogananda, to my higher power, Jesus Christ. Um, and and I, I felt them really working with me as I was writing the book. And um, <clears throat> so, you know, the book is amazing because, and I say that because of the work I feel like they did, because as I'm writing the book and I'm including stories and I'm including uh, pictures from some of the things I've done and stuff like that, you'll read something and then there will be a footnote and you'll go down to the bottom <clears throat> of the page and there will be a corresponding video for you to watch along with what I just shared. And so there's a number of different videos throughout the book. And so that, that, that playlist is on my channel, but it'll tell you a number and you would go to the, the playlist on my channel and watch that video corresponding video. And so it's a really, it's a, it's a interactive experience. I'd like to say that as you're watching, you know, you're reading and you're getting the inside of what I'm sharing with you. Then you go watch the video and you can watch it as it happened. Uh, it's not a take my word for it kind of thing. You get to actually see a lot of this stuff transpire because I've been growing up in a sense on my channel for the last 10 years. I've been posting from day one to now. And, um, you know, so it's been a really amazing experience. But, yeah, um, sharing all of all that I could in in this book. And, and I think a lot of people have received it very well. They've really um, thought it was an excellent, excellent piece. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Tell me a little bit about uh, this um, app that you have. So the next phase on that plan, you know, the book was written great. It was published. And now the next phase was the app. And, um, you know, there's a number of people that, okay, so there's a number of contraptions and, and pieces of equipment I've used over the years. There's been a number of people I've been, I've had the pleasure of working with, um, it, you know, within this field and all of those things that I've learned, um, testing equipment, using other people's equipment, I combined all of those ideas and all that I've learned in a sense and incorporated them into um, an app. And I worked with a friend of mine, a developer friend of mine for months. And every night we would sit on the phone and he would sit on his computer and he'd be coding in lines of code. And I'd be on the phone with him and I'd say, well, let's do this and let's incorporate this. And he'd say, well, I'm going to try to make that happen. And, you know, together we worked for months and we created this online version first um, before there was anything on the phones or any devices. We created an online version. You go to my website and you would use this program. And um, <clears throat> it had the ability to um, warp sound, creating a raw sound for spirit, for soul to use and form their own responses. It has the ability to record within the app and you can record your responses to them and go back and listen and try to understand what's being said if you don't hear it in real time. And, um, and so I let people try it, you know, about, I think it was like over 20,000 people 
were testing the app when I was releasing the beta version for free. And messages were coming in going, this is the one of the most amazing things I've ever used. I'm getting instant responses. Um, I'm getting clear responses. And so I went on to create a free version for iOS and Android. And so the Hope Spirit Box app is free on iOS and Android. Um, you can download it um, and, and, and use it on your phone. Um, and it's, it's just amazing. <clears throat> now... I'm bringing back that online version. So kind of used that as the beta version at first and saw that it was good, put it on the phones for free. Now I'm bringing back up um, that version, but a new improved version of it, I guess. And it's a pro version. So it will cost, um, you know, some money. It'll be like, I think around $5 a month. People will be able to, to access this. And it's just gotten, even better. That's all I could say. I've been testing with it for the last couple of weeks again, and uh, it's just amazing. And um, so, yeah, it's a, it's it's really an all-in-one tool. People do not need to have. Eventually, people will not need to have. You know, uh, just you know, voice recorders and big boxes like I have. You know, there's. Let me see if I can turn myself here. Nope. Wait. I'm like backwards here. Nope. I'm like all turned around here. I'm trying to show you my box right there. There it is. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm like, <laughs> I can't. Anyway, that's my that's my spirit box that I use. It's a it's a physical box that I use, and it's it's a, a guitar amp with a couple pedals and different things, and it warps the sound. And I'll explain that really quickly to you guys because that's important. So you've got EVP, which is electronic voice phenomenon, which you talked about. Um, that's just you know taking a regular basic voice recorder. And there's no ghost gear or equipment with it. It's just using a voice recorder and asking questions and the, the spirit imprinting their energy onto um, the recorder. And it sounds like a whisper. It's like a whisper, you know? Um, And those are really amazing pieces of evidence, but then there's the spirit box, you know, in the spirit box um, people, uh, at first you've got people like Thomas Edison, Nikola Tesla, Constantine Radovau, Frederick Jurgensen. Some of those names are well-known. Some are not so well-known, but those are like the forefathers, the godfathers of, of ITC, instrumental transcommunication. So Thomas Edison was one that was working on an apparatus to try and speak with the other side. And he was fairly convinced that he was doing so at times. Um, and so, you know, then there was a guy named Frank Sumption uh, in, in, in early 2000 that started working on radio-based spirit boxes. And the way that he created these boxes were he would take a radio and he would hack it. And instead of it being, um, a t- you know, it was a tuner radio that you would just use the dial to turn to a new station, you know, just like an old radio. But he would hack the, um, the tuner. And he would, he would have the tuner automatically seeking on its own without you having to tune the dial. And so this thing would, you turn it on and it would scan over radio stations at a very fast rate. Now, what would happen then would be that little bits of sound would start to bleed through as the thing was skipping. So you'd hear this. You know what I'm saying? You kind of hear that skipping of radio stations. And you'd start to hear when someone would focus and ask questions, you would start to get 
one or two word responses very quickly. A lot, some, sometimes those responses would be very direct responses to something you were saying or asking. Traditional ghost hunters, paranormal hunters, whatever you, you know, investigators would think that or would state that they think that the spirit using that spirit box would pluck a word from a broadcast and use it as the response. What I found through my research was that um, they weren't using or plucking a whole word necessarily. They were taking the bits and pieces of the sounds of the words that were, they were not whole um, fragmented pieces of sound and they were using it to form their own responses with. Okay. So they're taking the bits and pieces and they were forming their own responses. So that led me to start testing with sound in a way that moving away from a radio and creating a word bank, a sound bank, I should say, not a word bank, no words, a sound bank of no words. Um, it would just be human speech that would be reversed, slowed down, and chopped up into small increments and rearranged. So you would have a three-minute, four-minute MP3 track of just gibberish. And it would just be like, you know, you get a lot of goobly gop, just gibberish. Um, and so there's not a word in the sound bank, right? And then I would take that sound bank and I would feed that through that box back there where I would then um, uh, um, add the effect of reverb, which is echo. And the echo, the reverb would elongate that sound and it would create deeper sound waves longer sound waves and the spirit the soul would be able to take those that longer sound wave of complete gibberish and form their own response and that's what we started doing and and i started doing that and and i would get these very clear direct responses of a word, a phrase that was nowhere in that sound bank. So we knew that we were capturing something that was not there. We knew something, someone was using it, interacting with us. And um, so that, that was really amazing. And that's where we are now. So the app has a number of different sound banks that are all gibberish, no words. And there's an older man, an, an older woman, a young man, a young woman, a middle-aged man. And so there's sounds that are similar, you know, that you can say, okay, I'm going to ask to speak to my loved one. I don't know if my loved one's going to come through, but I'm going to intuitively focus. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to just focus on them and I'm going to invite them to come in. Oops, hold on. I'm going to invite them to come in and I'm going to turn on a sound bank that sounds similar to what they may have sounded like. And I'm going to give them that opportunity to use that. And it's very rare that when someone does exactly what I'm advising them to do, using the meditation, doing using the app the proper way, it's very rare if someone doesn't come through for them. Um, even if it's just one response, I love you, I miss you, hello. Um, none of that stuff are in any of the sound banks, so you know that it's coming through. So people... Everyday people, regular people that haven't been doing this, you know, or have never done this before are downloading the app and using it, trying the meditation. 
and getting, I mean, they're messaging me going, I, I can't believe it. I heard my mom's voice. I heard my dad's voice. I heard them say this. They answered me. They said my name. They said his name. You know, there's direct responses. So that's happening all the time. And uh, and so that's what the app is for. And it's it's revolutionizing ITC, I believe. Let's look at a couple examples. I you you showed me your TikTok right uh, page, and there were many, many, many examples. I picked out some just for the fact that they were uh, celebrities that people would know about. Sure. Um, how about we look at this one from Marilyn Monroe? She's sure. very much in the news with the with the movie and everything. Yes, let's look yeah, at the Marilyn. I'm going to just try a couple things with you. And I see you sitting there at the table. How are you doing on the other side? Hold on. How about now? It really feels like you wanted to come through and you wanted this honor. You know that I maybe are doing these types of sessions. And of course that, you know, you can see that Deborah's a very powerful medium psychic. She's, you know, is there anything that you want to share with us? the most important thing that you want to say today on your own yeah and that's really amazing so so what i did was i took um well first let me just just kind of you know touch on that because that was really interesting first that's my teacher deborah lynn katz phd an amazing woman that really taught me a lot about how to intuitively connect. I already had the ability that was coming about um, at a certain age. And so I started working with this woman who has the International School of Clairvoyance. She's just, as I said, an amazing woman. And I became one of her all-star, you know, I became a good student of hers, you know, 10 years later almost. And now her and I were, were about to teach a master class together. So uh, we were getting ready to teach a master class um, of how to do this and all the stuff that we do. And she said to me, she goes, Josh, you know, I had a dream. I was getting ready to go to sleep the other night. And I had a spirit guide come to me and say that Marilyn would like to speak. Marilyn Monroe would like to speak. And she says, I couldn't believe it. I was so tired, though, that I told them I'd love to speak with her, but I can't do it right now. I'm about to fall asleep. So she told me this. And I said, you know, Deborah, that would be a great opportunity to ask for her before the class, in a sense, and ask for her to come through. And so I never really, you know, knew what to expect. But then I so I got a track of Marilyn's voice. I reversed it, slowed it, chopped it into two second increments, rearranged all the, you know, randomly. And you got this voice of Marilyn with no words. And then I asked for her with De- with with Debbie on and we're asking, she says, we get this response. I'm an actor, terrible life. She says, you have to believe in me. Belief is a big deal. They say belief because you got to believe in this for this to work. And I know that's kind of like the Tinkerbell, you know, it's like the more we clap, we believe, then we could fly. You know, it's like, uh, but it's true. It really is absolutely true that you have to believe in what you're doing in order for it to really come to fruition. And um, so we asked for her and you hear her. She says, Debbie and Joshua. She says both of our names right then and there. 
I mean, pretty undeniable stuff, you know? And so I did multiple sessions after that first initial reaching out to her. And it was one of the most powerful connections that I've ever had with a spirit, with a soul. I did multiple sessions with her and she expressed that she was okay, but that she wanted the light more. She wanted to feel the light more. She was still feeling like something was missing. And I asked her, I said, how after all this time, 60 years, could it be that you're still looking? And she says, it hasn't felt that long. And she said something, she alluded to the fact that uh, she just started feeling that way or something. So, uh, you know, time is relative. And so it may have not felt like 60 years to her on the other side, but to us, it does. So that was a really powerful, powerful. I have a really great connection. I have this you know, I've always grown up looking at her as an icon and posters on the walls and on bottles of wine and things of that nature, but never really knowing the, the personal nature of this person. But I got to feel that personal nature. I got to feel her personality when reaching out to her. And people could say, how do you know it's really Marilyn? Oh, come on. Why would she talk to you? You're a guy in South Florida in your office and stuff. And I'd say, I, I, I don't blame you. I totally get right. that type of skepticism, right? That's why I don't say, I know for a fact it's Marilyn. I can't say that, right? As an investigator, as a researcher, I can't say that. I have my beliefs. I have my feelings. And so I share what I get. It's up to you to watch and make the determination on on your own. Um, I'm not shoving anything down anyone's throat. But everything I show you is 100% real. It's absolutely what I captured. And I put the captions on what I feel I'm hearing. And it's up to you to say, hey, I don't hear that. Or I do hear exactly what you tagged. And that's amazing, you know. So that's how it is for people. They can take it or leave it, um, you know, accept it or not. It's okay. But 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 when you kind of um, don't intellectualize it too much and just go into it and kind of go with your gut, your, 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 your intuition, um, you'll feel that there's something to this. You'll understand something, that there's something that, you know, you just have to watch it and see it. Before we go to, um, I was picking out some different people, but let's look at and then talk about the orbs. Yes. So in addition to capturing amazing audible evidence that I'm capturing, I'm capturing visual evidence, capturing visual evidence on a regular basis. And not only am I capturing, um, I I do a lot of work in capturing uh, spirit photography, um, faces and things of that nature. I can I can ask for them to show themselves a lot of times. Um, and I will capture faces in water, water ITC. I'll capture faces in digital ITC, digital noise um, from the cameras that are created. There's kind of like a, like a pixelation and they're able to use that. But the, one of the greatest ways they show themselves is in orb form. And so orbs are a big point of contention for people in the paranormal, uh, you know, uh, field or whatever. And, and so there's a lot of dust that people feel that they're capturing and bugs and water vapor and things of that nature, which is true, which is true that there are those things, but there are, when, when I'm doing my sessions and I'm using very basic equipment, I'm not using high tech stuff. I'm using things that you can per- baby monitors and infrared, just, you know, Google cameras and things. Um, I'm capturing these balls of light and they're independently moving within the frames. They're moving slow. They're moving fast. They're going up. They're shooting up out of the little white patch of my head, which is right above my third eye. They're entering me. They're going in and out. 
I'm asking for a soul to come and interact with me. And then you'll see this ball of light come and enter me, my head or the box. And then I'll ask for them to speak and you'll hear responses. And then I'll say, okay, thank you for talking to me. And I'm now going to ask for someone else. And you'll see that ball of light leave and a new one come in. So you're seeing these balls of light coming and going as I'm doing my session. So it's real visual evidence. I captured one one time, though. It's one of the greatest captures I've ever had. And it, 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 I show a couple of the other examples. But then just right here through this bookshelf, this ball of light is moving through the inner part. And it goes right through the bookshelf. It goes right through an inanimate object. It just goes right through something physical. But what's amazing about it is that as it goes through one side, it comes out the other and it retakes the shape of itself. It keeps the shape of the ball of light. And you can even see a little spray of light kind of come off of it as it comes out the other side. So that's a really cool clip to show. All right, let's look at that one. Yeah. Really awesome. This is a piece of visual evidence. And I've been showing you the orbs that have been moving in and out of my body. They fly around. It's not dust. It's not bugs. It's not water vapor, whatever else. It is real light orbs. They come and enter my body before using the box. And then after I've asked them questions, they leave my body. So they're using me. And it's about the connection. We have to grow our connection in order for these apps and boxes and things to work. You can see this ball of light near my um, cabinet, uh, near my bookshelf, and you can see it, and it goes right through um, something physical. It goes right through the shelf. It goes right through the wall of the cabinet. It's unmistakable. Uh, dust doesn't do that. Bugs don't go through uh, physical objects. Look how great this is. Yeah, it's really amazing. And you can see it as these trails of light. And some of them are, are getting, you know, really crazy with how they show themselves. Like they'll come into the frame and they'll just be flashing and going really slow and flashing. Some of them go, you know, some of them are small. Some of them are really big. Um, and But they make these very independent movements, very intel or intelligent movements um, interacting with me. And I believe that's the soul. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I believe, you know, I, I believe there's three bodies as my guru Paramahansa talks about. Um, there is the physical body, there's the astral body, and then there is the causal body. And the causal body is the spark of light from the divine, which is the orb. And we have seen in, in hospice videos, people that were passing away on the death rattle, taking the last few breaths, and afterwards a ball of light leaving the top of their head or leaving their body or a ball of light coming into the room and then the, and then a ball of light leaving their body and going with that ball. So it's almost like a soul comes in to greet them and take them to heaven. Um, and, you know, and so, you know, we are seeing that. And so I, and I believe that's what, that's what's going on. When you see an orb enter me or enter my box, normally the evidence is uh, the the audio evidence is pretty good you uh you have an interesting one with john lennon yes yes let me let me tee that one up so two men that i really value what they did when they were alive was well i'll just say it's because there's george harrison and then there's steve jobs now i'll just kind of this is a, a kind of a, a longer tee up but i just want to say this because you know, again, 
This is one of the most important books anyone could read. The Autobiography of a Yogi, Paramahansa Yogananda, right? Um, this is an amazing man. I love this man, and I'm very grateful for his teachings because everything that's in this book backs up what I've captured in my research. It's not like, oh, I'm just taking this guy's word for it. I already found out a lot of what he talks about through my own research. And then when I read his book, I was like, holy cow, I found the guy. And, and, and so, but, you know, Steve Jobs followed him. George Harrison followed him. Steve Jobs made sure to have 500 copies of that book at his funeral to make sure everyone that was in attendance would leave his funeral with that book. George Harrison would keep copies of that book in his trunk and by his, by his, by his uh, front door that when he had people come over, he would make sure to give a gift, give that gift to, um, to people because he said it was the most important book you could read. And so I wanted to reach out to George Harrison because of that. Not even though I love the Beatles and I love the music, I, I you know, I, it's a little before my time, but I still grew up. My mom listened to the Beatles and I love I love all their songs. Um, but I asked for George Harrison because of because of that. And I was asking for him and I was getting amazing responses asking for him. Is it George Harrison? I believe so. I would say yes. But, you know, that's for anyone to make their own determination. But at the end of that session, I said, I would like to ask for John at, at some point in the future. And not even during that session. I just said, I'd like to ask for John at some point. I said, would he come through? And it sounds like George says, John wanted to ask for you. And I didn't hear that in real time. So, you know, weeks later, I asked for John Lennon to come through and he comes through or I believe he comes through. And the responses that come through were very clear. And he he says, you must have hope. And he, I said, what are you doing on the other side? He goes, I'm on the circuit of love. Giving out love is valuable. And I said, you know, how did, what did you think about using these bot, you know, using this equipment with George? And he goes, I'm floored. I'm floored. He says, so he, it really sounded like he really wanted to come through. I could feel his energy coming through. I could feel it in the responses that he was saying that it was him. So that'd be cool to show that clip. All right. About now. John, what's something you'd like to say? I have some questions for you. I'm going to give you an opportunity. What's something you want to say right now? Must have hope. Let me ask you this. What are you doing on the other side? What are you working on? What are you doing? What are you doing on the other side? pretty amazing that he's and he seems like he's still doing work on the other side and um he's busy you know him and george you know he says george helps him think still and they 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 hang out i mean how great is this and this is not just with well-known people you know every month i'm reaching uh deceased loved ones on the other side for people here for my patrons i do group sessions for patrons 
And, you know, their loved ones are saying, I'm here with your mom. I'm here with your dad. You know, I'm here with grandpa and all these other family members. They're saying, uh, I asked, I asked if, if one um, woman's parents had reunited and, and if they were together, they said, yes, we share a room with God, they said. I mean, there's some really amazing responses. So, you know, do we meet up on the other side? Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about, and let's look at this one about the lost cat. Oh, yes, yes. So, you know, what's interesting about this is that I had a friend who reached me. Now, first, I'm just going to segue into this because I had a friend who reached out to me, childhood friend, knows what I do, has known me well before I started doing this. So, you know, he knows who I am. And his mother, who I knew very well, um, she she had a couple of mini strokes, brought to the hospital, was intubated, and was and was put into a coma. So you know, and um, and he was upset, and he said, you know, I really would like to you know know that she's okay though. And he wasn't asking for me to reach out to her or anything like that. First of all, she was still alive; she was in a hospital bed. And I got off the phone with him, and I felt compelled to to ask for her for some reason. I don't know why. And so I turned on my boxes and I intuitively connected and I believe I got her to come through a box while she was still alive in a hospital bed, just up the street. One of the responses I captured in that, and she was giving me direct answers. Yes, this is me. I'm here. She's saying, and she was saying some other things, but at the end of that, she said, just put me in a bed in hospice. She was saying to just let go of me, but she was still alive saying that, you know, but she was saying that through, um, the box. And that was a very powerful um, se- session that I did because it's showing that it's not about, ju- we, we can actually communicate with the living using this equipment. Um, people that are unable to communicate traditionally like this, we can actually break through that barrier and actually communicate with them. So that was, you know, something that I really was like, wow. And a woman lost her cat. The cat ran out of the house, indoor cat, never really been out, um, and, and got out. And she said, I just saw your session with the, with the woman in the coma. Do you think that it could work with an animal or, you know, and I said, you know, let's try. I mean, that's all you can do is test. So I used my app and I, I, I heard the, the cat's name is Bodie. And so I focused on asking for Bodie And I got some responses through my app that led me to believe that I might have, I know it sounds wild, but spoken to this, to the, to the essence, the, the consciousness of this animal. Now, Paramahansa talks about that um, spirits in animals are the same as spirits in a, in a person, (laughs) but they just haven't evolved yet to becoming a person yet. So normally um, um, horses, dogs, um, chimps, apes, those are, are spirits that are on their last run as an animal. And then they're going to be moving on to, to a person. That's hard for me to accept. That's hard for me to understand. Um, you know, I do accept that, but that's what he talks about. And now my work is backing that up. I've asked for deceased animals with my app and with my equipment um, and, and intuitively connecting. And I get messages as if they're speaking to me English. So that's very weird, right? That doesn't, that's like crazy to me. 
And so I said, I'm going to ask for this cat, this woman's cat, even though it's not deceased, even though it is a cat, I'm going to ask. And I get reached the woods. I felt sick and reached the woods. And so I said to this woman, I said, do you have woods around your house? She says, I'm surrounded by them. And, uh, and we did this group session asking for other people's loved ones for everyone. And she wanted to ask for her cat in the group session. And one of my guides said, um, the cat is coming back tomorrow. And the next day the cat came back just as predicted. Let's watch it. Yeah. Bodhi is my friend. Holly's cat got out. Bodhi. We don't know where you are, and I don't know if you'll be able to use this, but are you still around Holly's house? Are you still around Mommy's house? I know that the connection is not hard to find. I have a good connection with Holly. Bodhi, can you say anything? we're going to be asking for a Bodhituva, which is his her cat. And I got responses about Bodhi just recently, so that's interesting. And the next day on Easter, Bodhi came back, just as predicted, by my guides. He returned. He just walked right in the house. <laughs> Pretty incredible. Um, yeah, yeah, because, you know, the thing is, we catch this stuff and we catch these responses. But when reality mirrors what we're getting, you know, we know that now there's something to this. It's not just responses. We're actually getting like things are happening in this realm and, you know, you know, pertaining to what was captured as responses. So that's that's powerful. Let's uh, let's watch this uh, I, this last uh, okay. little, little stream that I picked up uh, from Princess Diana. Do you want to oh. open that up? Man, I was asked to speak with Princess Diana um, by many people that follow me, and um, I remember growing up watching the wedding when I was a kid, a little kid. My mom recorded it. I remember all those things. I remember when she died. That was pretty sad. Um, so I didn't know what to expect asking for, um, for, for princess die. And let me tell you, I felt such an angelic, amazing energy when connecting with this woman, asking for this woman, I treated her like the princess she was. I really did. I, I just, I, I, I paid homage to her and asked for her to come through, and I believe I captured one of the greatest sessions I've done. And I, I just, I just, so much respect. And and what I captured really just made me love this woman even more. If I, if that's possible, it was just really wild. So, yeah, let's let's take a look at that clip. Let me ask you this: Do you do you care about what's going on? Like, do you care now? You know, even, you know, now that you're on the other side. Do you care about what happens here? Okay, how about now? Do you care?
I'm going to ask you this. Do you approve of the way Meghan Markle and Harry are behaving toward the royal family? Do you, do you approve? Do you have anything to say about that? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, she still has an opinion, uh, a very respectful but a very honest one from the other side. I'm sure she loves her children and, you know, she said very good things about, you know, uh, about uh, Prince Harry, um, Williams, uh, Kate, Kate Middleton. Um, and, and but, you know, she had some things to say about what, you know, or that, those were the responses that came through. She was saying it, it's dizzying, um, how impulsive, you know, some of that behavior is. And I, I did ask for um, also Her Majesty. Um, and that was, again, another powerful um, session that I, you know, that I did. And it's up to people to make the determination of, of whether they feel that was the person I was reaching. But it's always done with love and respect. You can tell when you watch the sessions. Um, and uh, and again, a lot of times in these sessions, whether it's well-known people or unknown people, whether it's, you know, people that are just regular, um, you will see the visual you know, evidence that's coming. So as I'm asking for the queen, as I'm asking for princess Diana or John or anyone else, um, you see these balls of light coming in and moving and interacting with me. So it's really something. What I'm going to make a couple of statements. The first thing is I've done a lot of shows and this is a, this is a tough show for me. Um, because, Hey, I'm from New Jersey, right? <laughs> That doesn't mean I don't have a belief system. Right. But uh, here's what I like about your presentation. And and I think may, a lot of people agree with me. I like the idea that you are not pushing it out too hard. Mm-hmm. And that is very appealing to me. Secondly, when I first looked at the app, I thought that it was interesting, actually, Again, because of my background in EVP, mm-hmm. um, electronic voice phenomena, for those of right. you who don't know. And I thought to myself, they used, of course, water was a way to get energy. Uh, there were different ways to get energy to the possible voices that could come through. And they were using tape recorders. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's quite a complicated thing to do. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to take too much time, but the, these two women that, that um, showed me how this all worked, this is back in 1990. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, I was a lot younger. They were my age now, or actually, they were, they were older than me. And I, I was blown away by the fact that they could work all of these things. The technology. Yeah. yeah but, and, and it wasn't that complicated then, but just the idea of, of cassette tape recorders and, and all kinds of things. But it was not as, um, it didn't seem to be able to repeat um, the ideas over and over again. Mm-hmm. You seem to have come up with a way to solve that issue. EVP yeah. had that, that was a big issue with the EVP because you could. You could be on your own, and it would come out great. Then you would try to present it, and then it wouldn't work, and so on and so forth. So I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What what would you like to say to the people that have been watching this as kind of like a closing? I would say that um, I am not at all religious. Um, I'm spiritual. Um, that's what Paramahansa Yogananda was. He was a he was a man of all religions in a sense of uh, of the world in a way. Um, as far as uh, he was he was more interested about the the science of communicating with God, and that's really what I love. Um, as I stated before, is that all I'm doing is showing you what I'm getting. I'm showing you different aspects of what I'm capturing in my research, physical, uh, of, of you know, visual, audio stuff. Um, but I'm also sharing what I've learned about spirituality, and it's really to help people deepen their own connection. I'm not shoving it down your throat. Um, I, I, I want you to find it on your own. Uh, I'm going to present what I've got. If you're skeptic, I respect that because I'm skeptic. I'm still skeptic. Um, I still have to look at things objectively. I still try to debunk things. Um, people show me stuff and I go, I'm not hundred percent convinced that, that it's paranormal or whatever yet. Um, you know, I did this, I started doing this work because I wanted to find the truth for myself without having to take anyone else's word for it. So I don't blame people going, eh, I don't know, you know? Um, so I get that if you're respectful with me, I'll share and answer any question. I can do this anywhere, anytime with anyone. There isn't restrictions on it. I don't have a, uh, uh, this isn't the great Oz. I don't have a, a K, uh, a tarp in the back or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I can't think of the name, but you know what I'm saying? Like there's no, there's no smoke and mirrors here. Everything. I want everything to be out and open. I now do live events. I just did my live event in new Orleans. I did one in St. Augustine, you know, prior, I have another one coming up in February in Savannah, Georgia. And that video is being published today. As far as the one from new Orleans, that's going to be published on my channel. And it will show me taking a group of 20 people through uh, an investigation, through a presentation, through a group session, reaching out to their loved ones and them being right next to me, getting things in real time. Um, you know, so I want to keep showing people that and, and, and I think that it's important to keep showing that. So hopeparanormal.com is where people can find everything, uh, hope related, my book, my app, my events, my classes, my channel, the TikTok, all that stuff is there for people to find it and be able to go through it and look at it. If you message me, uh, I get a lot of messages, so it takes me a long time to get back to people, but I will get back to you. And I, and I will respond and, and, um, you know, that's it. That's all I can do. I'm not the end all say all, but I am one of those channels out there to be able to show what is the real deal. And I think that it's, I think that we're ready for that. I think society is beginning to become ready for this kind of stuff. Well, Joshua, this has been an incredible program. I really appreciate the fact that you uh, came in to do this. Yeah, and, no, thank uh, you I hope we can do this me. again. That'd be really nice. Yeah, I mean, keep me on the list. I mean, and just check back with me. I'd love to come back anytime in the future. You're a pleasure to speak with uh, Bruce. It's been an honor. And, you know, anything I can ever do, I'm here. All right. Well, for the rest of you, thank you for listening to Timeless Voyager series. My name is Bruce Stephen Holmes, and I hope that your own personal voyage through life towards the development of your highest potential is a joyous and successful one.